Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877 You see, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, welcome. Hope you had a good weekend. The Democrat Party and the American Marxists, they're one and the same. So are the media. And they've been thinking they had a clear path. Whether it's abortion, whether it's prayer, whether it's imposing their ideology on your school kids. A clear path. Destroying the notion of binary sexes that goes back what? As far as man and woman themselves? They lie about the language. They lie about biology. They lie about American history. And they felt they've had a clear path. You're pushing back. And some of our institutions are pushing back. They refuse to be threatened. They refuse to collapse. But this is the ongoing battle. This is what's taking place right now. The Democrat Party doesn't support Roe versus Wade. Doesn't even support the Casey decision in 1992. The Democrat Party insists on nationwide, every corner of this country, embracing infanticide. That's its position. That's its official position. And it is amazing to me, with all these Sunday hosts, only one, Martha McCollum asked Stacey Abrams if she favors any limits on abortion. And she wouldn't answer effectively. Because they don't. They do not favor any limits on abortion. Now it's time to push back, America. It's time to defend our justices in this court and what they did. 
It's time to push back. The court didn't rule that abortion is unconstitutional. The court didn't rule that abortion is constitutional. The court ruled it's none of its business. But that was a bridge too far. That was a bridge too far. So we hear from exactly the same people who hate Trump, from exactly the same people who lied about Russia collusion, from exactly the same people who insist on masks and vaccines, exactly the same people who lie to us day in and day out, the Chuck Todds of the world. I'll get to him in a minute. Dishonest, ideologically driven, power-hungry individuals, all organized under the Democrat Party and beyond. They are at war with this country. They are threatening justices. They are threatening to change the Supreme Court. They have called the court illegitimate. They've insisted that their mob take to the streets. They've insisted that they will defy the court. Should not the January 6th committee close its doors forever now and just abandon its illegitimate pursuit? The answer is yes. We had a decision today. Straightforward case. Football coach, Coach Joseph Kennedy, as written by Post Millennial, he'd lost his job as a coach because he, he would kneel in midfield post games to offer prayer, usually about 30 seconds. The fine was because the Bremerton School District believed that to allow Kennedy to pray would indicate that they were endorsing his religious beliefs. How? I have no idea. But Justice Gorsuch wrote for the majority, six to three, that reasoning was misguided. Both the free exercise and free speech clauses of the First Amendment protect expressions like Mr. Kennedy's. Well, at first, Kennedy offered the prayer on his own. Over time, student players voluntarily wanted to and did join him. When the athletes asked if they could join him, Kennedy told them, it's a free country. You can do what you want. And so they did. Kennedy served at the school for seven years before there was any issue or complaint, while either his players on the field or others. So the claim was that Kennedy had violated the Establishment Clause, you know, because standing in the middle of a field after a game, kneeling and saying a prayer where other people voluntarily join you is clearly the establishment of religion, right? Gorsuch wrote that nor does a proper understanding of the amendment's establishment clause require the government to single out private religious speech for special disfavor. The Constitution and the best of our traditions counsel mutual respect and tolerance, not censorship and suppression for religious and non-religious views alike. Exactly. Now, after Coach Kennedy received the letter, he complied with its terms got the letter from the school, which included no longer referencing his religious beliefs and motivational speeches, no longer offering locker room prayer and giving up the midfield post-game prayers. But for Kennedy, this, 
This became difficult, the mid-post-game prayers, midfield, and he felt that he had broken his commitment to God and giving up the practice. He pushed back against the school on this restriction, asked to be allowed to offer his own prayer. But the school declined to make any allowances. Said Kennedy could not appear to endorse prayer while on duty as a coach paid by the school district. But Kennedy kept praying, often waiting until the prayers were engaged in something else. The players, that is, off the field, but players continued to join him voluntarily. The school wanted to hide his faith, but the court declared this to be a violation. Gorsuch said that the First Amendment doubly protects religious speech is no accident. It is a natural outgrowth of the framers' distrust of government attempts to regulate religion and suppress dissent. The contested exercise before us does not involve leading prayers with the team or before any other captive audience. Mr. Kennedy's religious beliefs do not require him to lead any prayer involving students. At the district's request, he voluntarily discontinued the school tradition of locker room prayers and his post-game religious talks to students. But they disciplined him only for his decision to persist in praying quietly without his players after three games in October 2015. And in forbidding Mr. Kennedy's brief prayer, the district failed to act pursuant to a neutral and generally applicable rule. So what do the other three do? The three radicals on the bench who nobody ever protests, nobody ever demeans, nobody ever calls liars, nobody ever attacks their spouses, assuming they have spouses. No. What do they do? More knee-jerk pablum. Sotomayor, of course, writes the, the dissent for the three. It says, among other things, it forces states to be entangled with religion. How? Does Sotomayor understand, do any of these people understand, that she is carrying the banner for Justice Black? Justice Hugo Black? This separation of church and state, which is not in the Constitution, was in a letter that Jefferson wrote, is cited all the time, and Jefferson himself wasn't even at the Constitutional Convention, he was in France. How does that force the state to be entangled with religion? Hugo Black, I told you about the Everson case, but it wasn't just that case. was a lawyer for the Klan. He became a senator from Alabama. He became a great advocate of FDR and the New Deal, which is why he was FDR's first choice to go on the Supreme Court. He was a reliable rubber stamp. And he despised the Catholic Church and the Pope. And he led this charge on quote-unquote separation of church and state. So this really is appalling. And so this cultural Marxism that's being pushed by the left, by the Democrat Party, by their surrogates, by their representatives, got another kick in the nuts today with this decision. It's a modest decision as the abortion decision was a modest decision. A very modest decision. 
Nobody took anything from anybody. Nobody gave anything to anybody. Joseph Kennedy was the victim. And by the way, on this abortion issue, you understand there's an entire abortion industry out there. Whether it's Planned Parenthood and hundreds of other groups where people make their money advocating for abortion and performing abortions. And the more abortions they can perform, the bigger their organization gets, the more money they make. Abortion on demand. That is the position of the Democrat Party. And what they sought to do right after this decision, the first draft was leaked. What they sought to do was to wipe out virtually every single regulation in every state with a federal law that imposed abortion on demand, partial birth abortion on the entire country. That's what they sought to do. It was so bad that Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski were fairly radical pro-aborts. Could not even vote for it. Even they couldn't vote for it. But every one of these so-called moderate Democrat senators out of the mansion, every single one of them voted for it. And I watched very carefully. Not a single Sunday show, Mr. Producer. Not on CBS, NBC, ABC. Not a single network Sunday show. Not one had the guts to show what partial birth abortion is. Not one. Why is that? Why didn't they run it, show it, and say this is what the Democrat Party supports? This is what they support. Not Roe v. Wade that had three trimesters with the last trimester, allowing for state interest because the state had a fundamental right and interest. No. They wanted to blow through all the state restrictions. We're not having a logical, truthful debate in this country. 90% of the morons in the streets don't even understand what they're fighting for. 90% of the journalists are lying through their damn teeth. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
to remind you that this entire movement really started in an, in an aggressive way, in a broad way, with uh, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. Did she promote birth control? Yes. But she also advanced a project called the Negro Project. And she wrote in her autobiography about speaking to a Ku Klux Klan group, advocated for eugenics approach to breeding for, quote, the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stocks, those human weeds, this is her, which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization, unquote. In a letter in 1939 to Dr. C.J. Gamble, the founder of Planned Parenthood, Sanger, urged him to get over his reluctance to hire a full-time Negro physician as the colored Negroes can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions, and doubt. Sanger urged Dr. Gamble to enlist the help of spiritual leaders to justify their deadly work, writing, quote, we do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out the idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. This is her. Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist. A white woman. That's the history. That's the history. And you and I are funding it through the federal government. You and I are funding it. Female African Americans are 13% of the population. They make up almost 40% of all abortions. None of this information is presented to the American people by Chuck Todd. Why? Because their party, the Democrat Party, was all for it. Could you think of anything more effective for a racist Democrat party? Woodrow Wilson, racist, segregationist. The Klan was an offspring, really, of the Confederacy, members of the Democrat Party. This is what this mentality is. And Marxism isn't a hell of a lot different. Che Guevara was a racist executing black Cubans over other Cubans. Xi is a racist, executing Muslims by, by the tens of thousands. More when I return. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. So what we get over the weekend, particularly on Sunday, so-called Sunday news programming, are self-appointed, narcissistic, self-aggrandizing elitists who aren't elite in anything, actually, speaking to others of the same mindset. Not speaking to average people, not going into communities, no, no, no. Speaking to each other. Politicians talking to phony journalists, phony journalists talking to phony professors, phony professors, and down the list. And one of them would be Martha Raddatz, Martha Raddatz, who had the Obamas at her wedding. Now listen to this. ABC's This Week. Cut three, go. On Friday morning, women in this country, like they have for nearly 50 years, woke up with a constitutional right to abortion, a right enshrined by the Supreme Court's 1973 decision in Roe v. Wade and reaffirmed again and again. Stop. That's not correct. As a matter of fact, in the last trimester, the state has a right to interfere. Have you ever read the Roe v. Wade decision, Martha? No, you haven't. And there have been restrictions on abortion throughout the country, depending on the circumstances and other, and other matters. You don't have a quote-unquote right to an abortion, except in a handful of states, a half a dozen states, right up to the end. But in the other states, you don't. You have some issues that put some limitations It's called the science, Martha. So you start out with a flat-out lie because you're emoting. Go ahead. After 10 a.m. on Friday, a legal earthquake. The court stripping women of that fundamental right. The court didn't strip women of a right to have an abortion. This is why people get confused. This is why they're misinformed because of the disinformation campaign of the media. That is a lie. Can Martha Raddatz or the script writers and directors and producers and the other 12-year-olds who wrote this for her, can Martha Raddatz show us in the decision in Dobbs where women were stripped of a constitutional right? Can she? No, she can't. She's a propagandist, ladies and gentlemen, and a moron. And, of course, she speaks for all women out there. They just presume and insist that they speak for all women. Go ahead. The conservative majority upheld Mississippi's ban. It's not a conservative majority. It's a constitutional majority. This isn't politics. This is the Constitution. People have said to me almost my entire life, well, what do you think about the conservative approach or the liberal approach? The guy said, there is no conservative or liberal approach. You're overlaying political language on what is a constitutional interpretive process, adjudication. You either follow the Constitution, 
which doesn't mean you'll end up as the same as the next guy next to you, or you don't. Go ahead. 15 weeks of pregnancy, with five of those justices voting to go even further, overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, here's what she doesn't say. Most of Europe has a limit on abortion. 12 weeks, 14 weeks, 15 weeks. You know how they always say, and Bernie Sanders says, even in Europe, there's very few nations in the world that have unlimited abortions. And most of them are tyrannies. Most of them are communist regimes. Like China, like North Korea. Very few. But that wasn't even enough. 15 weeks wasn't even enough. So Martha Raddatz is telling you she supports abortion on demand. She supports partial birth abortion. Why doesn't she say it? Ladies and gentlemen, I support partial birth abortion. Now, let me explain what I mean, Martha, right? Isn't that what you should say? But she doesn't say that. Go ahead. The first time an individual right of this magnitude set in decades of precedent has been taken away. What do you mean decades of precedent? Two main cases, one of which broke almost two centuries of precedent, Roe versus Wade. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had almost 64 million abortions in this country. Does it sound like any state, any federal law, anything has been successful in slowing down abortions? And even here, nothing will slow down abortions. Many state governors have already said, and most of these are state governors, of course, who pushed old people back into nursing homes where they would die from COVID. Those governors. Because they so care about human life at the beginning and at the end. So if you listen to Martha Raddatz, you have no idea what's taking place. No nuance, no context, no explanation. Nothing. Nothing. Now where Martha works in either Washington, D.C. or New York, you want an abortion, you get an abortion. You want an abortion virtually at any time, you get an abortion virtually at any time. Now, she should know this. This is a fact. And yet, look. Look at how she reports this. As if she's Elizabeth Warren. Because she is. Go ahead. It's the announcement. Abortion rights activists have swarmed the court. Ah, shut up, you idiot. You do a grave disservice to women. You do a grave disservice to babies. You do a grave disservice to the truth. And freedom of the press. You should hang it up and join the DNC. You jerk. And then there's Frederica Whitfield. A host at CNN. What does she have to say? Cut to go. Yet the latest uh, on the U.S. Supreme Court decision coming down today on a religious liberty case that further erodes the line between church and state. It ruled that further erodes the line between church and state. Further erodes the line between church and state. What line has been eroded? Where is this eroding taking place? All they ruled is that some poor guy, a coach for a football team, after the game, we would quietly go on one knee, 
the corner of the field and pray to God for 30 seconds. And some of the players asked to join him, and he said, okay. That that erodes the line, you see, ladies and gentlemen, between separation of church and state. No, it doesn't. What did the framers mean by this? Now, if I tell you what the framers meant, their next response is, oh, those are just a bunch of white slave owners. So on the one hand, on the one hand, I can tell them the whole history. On the other hand, it won't matter. It's their agenda. It's their ideology. It's the only thing that matters. Do you want to know why really they don't want that man on his knee praying? Do you want to know really why they don't want people attracted to what he's doing, particularly young people? Because it undermines their agenda. What's their agenda? Critical race theory. There's no limits on critical race theory. Transgenderism, sexualizing little kids. They don't want any interference with that. Religion, faith, morality gets in the way. Just like they attack the family, a man and a woman with kids. No, 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 no. That's bigoted. The American Marxist movement further erodes the line. Now, Frederica Whitfield has no idea that she's embracing embracing Hugo Black and what he stood for early on. Because just like Martha Raddatz, she's a moron. But this is what she believes. So they talk to each other. You have a host talking to one of the reporters and then talking to some phony expert, maybe a professor, all cherry-picked, hand-picked, all cherry-picked, hand-picked. But the worst of the bunch, in my view, and the dumbest of the bunch, in my view, and that's quite a bar there, is Chuck Todd. First, he invites AOC on Meet the Depressed. AOC is nothing but a low IQ, big mouth rabble rouser. And he brings her on Meet the Depressed. AOC is a coward. Mr. Producer, once again, reach out to her office and tell her I'd like to talk to her on the radio, okay? I'm quite serious. Put a phone call and in an email. Phone call and an email. We'd love nothing more than to have AOC on this program where she could be effectively challenged. Or Chuck Todd, you call in. You can come on this program. Invite him again. What's he turned us down 412 times? Ah, forget it. But listen to how Chuck Todd is stoking violence. Stoking violence. Stoking hate for the United States Supreme Court because Chuck Todd, like Martha Raddatz, believes in abortion on demand right up to the last second. They don't tell you what they believe, but that's what they believe. And so does AOC, and so does the Democrat Party. Abortion on demand, right up to the last second. Infanticide, that's what they support. Chuck, what does the science tell us about that? Is that a baby, you jerk, or isn't it? Is it or isn't it? Cut 12, go. It's interesting you say that. I want to put up the Joe Manchin quote in particular on his reaction because he emphasized, he used the word, he said, they testified under oath. He made sure that was in his release. It sounds like you believe, okay, that he, he might as well be saying they lied to him. Now they love that, Joe Manchin. 
They hate him, but now they love him. Just like they love Liz Cheney. They hated her, but now they love her. Go ahead. It's like they lied to him and they lied lied. under oath. You think the House Judiciary Committee should begin the process? Hold on, hold on, because Manchin said they lied. That's a fait accompli. Manchin is a very stupid man. He's a man who is, has both feet firmly planted in the air. He's walking a tightrope. Look at the guy walking a tightrope. Big slob. They lied. They lied. Go ahead. Investigation there. So now Chuck Todd is prodding for an investigation of the justices. Just follow me on this. This Democrat fraud, this partial birth abortion infanticide believing fraud. Go ahead. If we allow Supreme Court nominees to lie under under oath and secure lifetime appointments to the highest court of the land and then issue issue without basis, if you read these opinions, issue without basis, rulings that deeply undermine the human and civil rights of, of, the, of the majority of Americans, we must uh, see- Notice she won't say women. Notice that, Mr. Producer? Of Americans. This, this is what we're dealing with, insanity. Go ahead that through there must be consequences for such a deeply destabilizing action and a hostile takeover of our democratic institutions wow that's not anything like what trump said on january 6 is it i want you to listen to me i have to take a break but aoc chuck todd they're all the same ilk They are beating up this country day in and day out, beating down our institutions day in and day out, beating up anybody who stands up to them, anybody who's trying to protect these institutions. That's what they're doing. Nobody ever says AOC is angering and creating a mob. Nobody ever says Chuck Todd is angering, creating a mob or Martha Raddatz or anybody else. And yet they are and they have and they do. This is what Democrats do. From their days of the Confederacy up to segregation into their current Marxism mode. This is what Democrats do. As they carry the banner, they won't admit it, of Sanger. I just told you about 40% of the abortions that occur in this country are with African-American women who represent about 13% of the population. They know that. They know that. The vast majority of abortions aren't from liberal, wealthy, white women who run the Democrat Party or part of the Democrat Party who are in the media. They're not the ones getting abortions. More when I return. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. 
For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just put it as concisely as I can since I spent a lot of time on this last week. As Tom Jipping has pointed out, the national interest, every Supreme Court nominee who has referred to a precedent as settled has not only meant the same thing, but has even defined it during their hearings. That includes individuals like Sotomayor and Kagan saying such things as settled law of the land. And they don't say that. Of course, these decisions can be reexamined. Settled means that a precedent is entitled to respect. It doesn't mean it's entitled to a constitutional enshrinement. Sotomayor explained, all precedents of the Supreme Court I consider settled law subject to the deference which the doctrine of stare decisis would counsel. That is the precedent of the court. Kagan has said the same thing. Roberts has said they all have said the same thing, including Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And now they're accusing the constitutionalists in the court who said exactly the same thing. They took exactly the same talking points of lying to them. When you say it's the precedent of the court that deserves respect, you're not saying and you cannot say that I would rule differently should a certain case comes up. So they are now lying. A Chuck Todd is a sickening propagandist. He's a man with a big lie. He would have worked beautifully under Putin. So it is they, AOC, who is lying. It is Chuck Todd who is lying. It is Martha Raddatz who's lying. And not to be surprised that the same phony journalists and the same Democrats say the same thing and lie about the same thing. To say that a matter is settled court precedent that deserves respect is not to say that it can't be reexamined ever and for any purpose. Every justice has said, or justice nominee, exactly the same thing. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. There's been violence the last 72 hours. 
The media are playing it all down. Violence in Eugene, Oregon. Violence in Phoenix, Arizona. Violence in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, yes. Violence in many places in the country. Insurrectionists, you might say. Led by journalists. I want you to listen to one more of these clips. One more. This is uh, Cut 13, Chuck Todd and Cortez. Go ahead. Do you think lying lying in a confirmation hearing is an impeachable offense? I believe so. I believe so. I believe lying under oath is an impeachable offense. So there you go. I mean, so Chuck Todd is putting a target on these Supreme Court justices. Martha Raddatz is putting a target on these Supreme Court justices. And they're trying to destroy the institution of the Supreme Court. So are the Democrats and the Democrat Party doing the same thing. The same thing. It's really quite amazing. Um, Elizabeth Warren's quoted all over the place demanding that we expand the number of Supreme Court justices. And what do they mean by expanding the number of justices? I mean, by putting radicals on it. Otherwise, why expand it? But this is the kind of people who are on these Sunday shows. Let's meet the press. Here is ABC's This Week. Elizabeth Warren, cut 11, go. They went to the polls, just like your constituents in Massachusetts where abortion is legal. So why not leave it to the states? We have never left individual rights to the states. Now, there you have somebody who comes from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Boston is where the revolution actually began. Boston, Massachusetts. We never left individual rights to the states. Is she out of her mind? When the Constitution was originally ratified, it didn't have the Bill of Rights. Later, the Bill of Rights would come to protect the individual from the federal government. The states then, and mostly now, are in charge of all, virtually all criminal laws and codes, except for that where the federal government steps in all health is to be focused on plenary powers of the states are you kidding me individual rights were never the authority of the states in fact the original ten amendments the bill of rights at first didn't even apply to the states the Supreme Court would eventually apply one after another after another. But they never originally applied to the states. We have people who are talking who don't even know what they're talking about. So here you have Martha Raddatz talking to Elizabeth Warren. To what end, ladies and gentlemen? To what end? Two left-wing abortion radicals who apparently support aborting babies even though the science tells you they're babies, 
who apparently oppose any restrictions on abortion, which is why not a single Democrat is asked about it except from Martha McCallum on Sunday. AOC's not asked about it. And why do we care what AOC has to say anyway? But take to the streets, they say. In the meantime, as I speak to you, John Eastman, who is one of Donald Trump's lawyers, apparently, let's see here, this is just news that's just breaking. This is CNN. The FBI seized the phone of former President Donald Trump's election attorney, John Eastman, last week, according to a new court filing from the lawyer. Eastman disclosed the search and seizure in federal court in a lawsuit that he filed in New Mexico today, calling it improper. About six federal investigators approached the right-wing lawyer. It's a right-wing lawyer. Do you ever hear them call Mark Elias a left-wing lawyer? In New Mexico, when he was exiting a restaurant after dinner with his wife and a friend, according to the court filings. Agents were able to get access to Eastman's email accounts on his iPhone 12 Pro, the filing said. Eastman contends the agents forced him to unlock his phone. A seizure warrant document included in Eastman's filing noted any electronic devices agencies were to be sent to Washington, D.C. or the Justice Department Inspector General's forensic lab in Northern Virginia. Eastman is asking a federal judge to force the department to return his property, destroy the records it has obtained, and block investigators from being allowed to access the phone. So if there's a warrant, this is coming from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., with the approval of the Attorney General of the United States. You know how I know that, Mr. Producer? Because having served as a chief of staff to an Attorney General of the United States, that's how this works. So they have a federal grand jury. They have a federal criminal investigation now into challenges to the election. This is another extremely dangerous road these people are going down. Attorney-client privilege and confidentiality of no consequence if you can paint it with the patina of criminality. You folks who have attorneys, you better pay attention and keep this in mind. Because the entire system of confidential representation is now out the window as a result of what the Democrats are doing with Trump and the Trump presidency. Whether it was this clown Cohen in New York or now these clowns here. The search and seizure occurred the same day that federal agents raided the home of Jeffrey Clark, the former Justice Department lawyer sympathetic to Trump's conspiracies of election fraud. What exactly did Eastman do? What federal crime did he commit? Even the wildest imagination outside the box. What could it possibly be? What could it possibly be? You take this, the war on the Supreme Court, the threat against the life of a Supreme Court justice, the violent riots taking place in certain cities. The media in America urging for the impeachment 
of constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. The media in America saying that the right to an abortion has been ripped from women. We are in a domestic cultural civil war in this country right now. Meanwhile, clear path to critical race theory. Clear path to transgenderism and sexualization of our children. Clear path. You know, there's a piece here written by a guy who I don't know, Ian Hayworth. But it doesn't matter if I know him or not. He raises a very interesting point. Why are all these major corporations... Why are all these major corporations prepared to pay for abortions? Why? Well, of course, part of the reason is uh, these corporatists come out of the same indoctrination mills, Ivy League schools and so forth, as the rest of the American Marxist movement. But he raises a very interesting point, this guy. While the pro-abortion movement is celebrating this widespread corporate response, they're missing one crucial detail. This has nothing to do with women's rights, he argues, and everything to do with profiteering. If it takes the murder of unborn to protect their profits, so be it. For these female employees, yes, because one woman can have babies, y'all. What is the alternative to abortion? The likely alternative is giving birth to a human being and then taking maternity leave to care for the newborn child. Later, some women may never return to the workforce. Currently, the Walt Disney Company offers employees five weeks of paid maternity leave, followed by four weeks of unpaid maternity leave. Tesla offers 12 weeks maternity leave. Goldman Sachs offers new parents a whopping 20 weeks of leave. Now, what's cheaper than paid leave and loss of productivity? A few days off to get an abortion? In a world where women are actively encouraged to get abortions in pursuit of equality, it is Is it any surprise that corporations will be willing to throw a few dollars in their direction to protect their bottom line? That's certainly possible, too. I take nothing off the table anymore, or virtually nothing anyway. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, fake Jake Tapper is covering the, what is it, the G7. 
These are world leaders and so forth. And um, he takes his obsessions with him overseas. I remember when Jake was actually a journalist, not anymore. He threw that away a long time ago when he had his head up uh, Mark, uh, not Mark, what's his name? Jeff Motherzucker's head. He had his head up his butt. And uh, so fake tappers there with Boris Johnson of Great Britain. And here in part is what takes place. Cuts. I mean, there's so much of this crap going on yesterday. It's hard to ignore it. I try to ignore it, don't I, Mr. Producer? I come in here with my own... People need to hear this. Just so you know, open your mic, Rich. People say, how long do you work on this show? How long do I work on this show? Uh, 24-7. You're getting emails at what time in the morning? 3-4. Does anybody else do this? No. No. And so I play these clips so I can respond to them because there's no effective way to challenge these people. They will not come on this program. Cut 17, go. We're here at the G7, a gathering of the world's leading democracies. When I talk to friends in Canada, the UK, Australia, and elsewhere, people express concern about the United States as United States. about the United States in terms of our ability and our institutions to to thrive and continue after what happened uh, with the election of 2020. So it's it the was- election of 2020, not the riots of 2020, not the riots now, not the threats against Supreme Court justices coming from politicians and journalists alike, not the threat to murder a Supreme Court justice. None of that. No, no, no. Don't you know? It's January 6th. And this is why the media are giving cover and in worse, pushing hard to criminally prosecute Donald Trump and anybody in his inner circle who dared to challenge the last election. It's unbelievable. I fear for this country if they make that kind of mistake at the Department of Justice, if they let this U.S. attorney, who is a liberal Obama-Biden political hack, as is his wife. That's right, pal, Graves, you jerk. What are you going to do? Throw me in some, uh, what? You're, You're the equivalent of Siberia? They could. Who knows? Some gulag now? We've got one going on in Washington, D.C. Not a single judge has the guts to put an end to this. Not one. Not one. Equal protection, they keep claiming. Equal protection when it comes to genital mutilation. Oh, yes, equal protection. But when it comes to actually the imposition of the law, it's not given a second thought. Go ahead. Be that democracy is on life support in the United States. People might not know this about you, but you were born in the United States and until recently you I had, was. And I, I was. I was. I was born in New York City. Uh, uh, a, a fantastic place. Jake, uh, where, where, were you you born? Born? where were you born in New York? Where was I? Staten Island. All right. Okay. I was, like, I was born in New York General Hospital. Are you worried at all? Do you look... No. I want to say this to the people of the United States. I'm not. I think that I, I just get back to the, what I've been trying to say to you uh, throughout this interview. 
I think that uh, reports of the death of democracy in the United States are grossly, grossly exaggerated. Uh, America is a shining city on a hill. And for me, for my, and it will continue to be so. And I think that uh, the mere fact that uh, you know, Joe Biden has stepped up to the plate in the way that, uh, that he has uh, shows that the instincts of America are still very much in the right place. And, yeah, look, I mean, there were, there were some uh, weird and, and kind of unattractive scenes uh, back in the, you know. died. I mean, it was pretty it was serious. Pretty, it was pretty People weird. People died? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I am so sick of this lie. People died? One woman died. She was shot in cold blood. I mean, people have strokes. People have heart attacks. How many people died, fake Jake Tapper? A day, two, three, after the riots that took place in 2020 of strokes and heart attacks and so forth or committed suicide. You don't even give a crap. You don't even look into it. You don't care. How many people died after the riots? How many police officers died after the riots in New York? In Portland, in Seattle, in Minneapolis, in Philadelphia, in all the rest of the big Democrat-controlled cities. How many people died? They act like they're concerned about cops. We had riots last night. Cops were attacked. Would you know it if you watch any of these networks? You wouldn't know it. And they doubled down. Chuck Codd calling for the impeachment of Supreme Court justices. Using AOC as an excuse. Martha Raddatz lying to women. Women, that's right, women. About abortions. Is there a woman tonight who wants an abortion who can't get one? How about we start thinking about some of the babies who are going to live? And their lives. Go ahead. I won't deny that. Looking, weird. I mean, looking from the outside, it was pretty weird. But I don't believe that American democracy is under serious He's trying to drag this Boris Johnson into trashing Trump, into trashing our country. And this guy Johnson won't fall for it. You know, he's not Chuck Schumer. He's not Swalwell. He actually leads a country. Jake Tapper, you jerk. You schmuck. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first, thinking... Well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand, the 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. 
When Mark Levin speaks, the backbenchers take notes. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Far left groups use map created by university professors to target pregnancy centers. Epic times. Pregnancy centers. Does anybody know what a pregnancy center does? If a woman is going to have a baby, they help take care of her. Psychologically, physically, with medicines. Many of them pay for everything. This is from Epic Times, a fantastic site. Radical pro-abortion activists are reportedly using an interactive map developed by two University of Georgia professors to plan their violent attacks on pregnancy resource centers. I would ask the FBI and the Department of Justice and the phony U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., are you investigating this? Are you investigating this? These centers, which typically offer pregnancy tests and counseling services from a pro-life perspective, have been vandalized, smashed, set on fire in growing numbers across the country in the weeks leading up to the U.S. Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, while these centers' locations are public knowledge, perpetrators have been using online tools that collect and organize this information in a way that makes it easier for them to find the next target. One such tool is the Crisis Pregnancy Center map, a project led by Andrea Schwarzendrubber and Danielle Lambert, both professors of epidemiology, epidemi- yeah, epidemiology, and Biostatistics Department of University of Georgia. The interactive map identifies the exact street addresses of over 2,500 pro-life clinics. The stated purpose of the map is, quote, to provide location information about all the crisis pregnancy centers operating in the U.S. The website also refers to these centers as fake women health centers, primarily aimed to prevent people from having abortions. I told you there's an entire abortion industry out there, and the Democrat Party benefits from it. You think they give a damn about you or your pregnancy? All lip service. All lip service. I love the way they call this reproduction rights, Mr. Producer, you know? Reproduction rights? Is abortion about reproduction? Isn't it about the opposite? Puget Sound Anarchists, an Antifa-affiliated group operating in Washington State, included the map in a post celebrating the vandalism of a pro-life clinic. So here we have these various interlocking groups and these networks of violent domestic terrorist organizations and individuals. Not a single hearing in Congress, nor will there be. Not a single mention by Chuck Todd or any of the other frauds on Sunday, uh, math or radits, nothing. Rachel Maddow says this is all mostly, you know, peaceful. I don't have anybody who's been arrested that runs any of these groups by the U.S. Attorney Graves or by the, the FBI under Ray or the whole damn Department of Justice under Meritless Garland? I don't know any. A graphic accompanying the original post reads, your local crisis pregnancy center tonight, mask up, stay dangerous. 
when the latest attacks on pregnancy resource centers took place on Saturday morning in Longmont, a northern suburb of Denver. According to the police, the building was set ablaze, covered with graffiti messages such as, bans off our bodies, and if abortions aren't safe, neither are you. So the Marxists will take anything and exploit it, just like the Democrat Party. Gee, imagine that. Imagine that. And Chuck Todd is out there urging impeachment of Supreme Court justices. But he's urging more than that. He not only had AOC on Sunday, he had Adam Schiff on Sunday. So what is the point of this show? As I said before, and his wife is a Democrat operative, this show should be broadcast out of the DNC using their television studio, and that's it. That's it. He should be a DNC operator if he had any honesty, but he doesn't have any honesty, and neither does NBC. Here he is with Adam Schiff. Cut 18. Go. This country's, I've characterized it, dangerously divided right now. An indictment of a former president that's, that could throw gasoline on this fire, choosing not to hold, to hold him accountable, could also throw gasoline on this fire. What, what it, there are no good to outcomes. hold him accountable, what crimes are you talking about? Oh, obstruction, Mark, interfering with an election. Excuse me. What kind of a Stalinist operation is this? The press used to ask questions. Now they don't ask anything. They bring on like-minded buffoons and push their agenda. What kind of a question is this? Now, to the extent he's saying it could, it could cause a lot of problems, let me just say this. You indict a former president. You've now unleashed something that's never happened in this country before. Particularly when you have a committee like this January 6th committee which is 100% a Stalinist operation. And particularly when you have a U.S. attorney who has been an Obama-Biden operative, campaign operative, who's running the grand jury, and particularly when you have Meritless Garland as the Attorney General of the United States, who is detested by parents and so many others across this country. We're not fools. If something like this happens... They will be crossing the Rubicon, crossing the Rubicon, doing something that has never happened in this country before. They can come up with all the fake arguments they want. They can come up with all the phony criminal statutes they want. One-sided hearings and one-sided prosecutions do not impress we the people. Go ahead. Uh, On that front, and do you understand why the Attorney General may be really struggling with this decision. Well, I, I think it's a very difficult decision, but I don't think it's a difficult, that is, to prosecute. Mm-hmm. It's not a difficult decision to investigate uh, when there's evidence before you. Um, and I, I think the worst case scenario is not that Donald Trump runs and wins, uh, but that he runs and loses. And All right, over- folks, this is just more bullcrap. And this is not the way a journalist is supposed to ask questions. It's just not the way he's supposed to ask questions. Doesn't ask him a single thing. I guarantee you Adam Schiff has been a source for NBC and MSNBC. So they do this phony Washington fan dance. Like this guy Todd is a real reporter. Boy, do we miss the old days of Meet the Press, don't we? 
with Tim Russert and Jola Spivak. Now we've lowered to this. Third-tier Democrat hacks, married to third-tier Democrat hacks. On what basis was this fool even given this job? He's not the only one. Look at George Stephanopoulos, a hitman for Clinton. Brutalizing and abusing, defaming women. So many of them that Clinton had dalliances with. Qualifies him to be a top top host, top so-called journalist at ABC, Martha Raddatz, an Obama sycophant. There she is. Fake Tapper, who was a mouthpiece for a gun control organization and then for a Democrat congresswoman. What do you expect these people to do? They're frauds, phonies, and fakes. Wrote a whole book on it on freedom of the press. You have them... You have a U.S. attorney who's a political hack. You have a De- Department of Justice attorney general who's a political hack. Isn't it funny how little they write about this U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C.? Guy Graves. You ought to Google it. Isn't it funny? You don't know about his wife. You don't know about his background. You don't know about his politics. You don't know about the campaigns he's been involved in. Nothing. Nothing. It's all... Flowery BS interviews. He's a by-the-book guy, don't you know, ladies and gentlemen? He's by-the-book. What book? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Fortunately, I'm not going to get to everything I wanted to today. I can already tell that. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. The Associated Press, the House January 6th panel, says it's calling a surprise hearing tomorrow to present recently obtained evidence. The hearing comes after Congress left Washington for a two-week recess. Lawmakers on the panel investigating the 2021 insurrection said last week that there would be no more hearings until July. So far, the subject of the hearings is unclear. A spokes idiot for the panel declined to comment on its substance. The panel had at least two more hearings planned in July. We're all sitting on the edges of our chairs, aren't we? Evidence, recently obtained evidence. My goodness, I wonder what it is. What could it be? 
Does it have something to do with the Supreme Court, a Supreme Court justice, a spouse of a justice? I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. What is the job of Congress, ladies and gentlemen? Are they doing their job? The Democrats control the House and the Senate. Are they doing their job, ladies and gentlemen? How do you feel these days? Are you glad they're running this hearing? Like a Stalinist enterprise? Hmm? Are you glad they're seizing phones and electronic records from lawyers who raise questions about the election? Are you glad they're trying to expand criminal statutes like never before? Be glad they're only investigating Republicans and MAGA and Trump. No investigations of Russia collusion. No investigations of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. No investigations of their lawyers or anything. No, 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 no. No big deal. They filed 600 lawsuits, something like that. What were they trying to do? Oh, who knows, Mark? Doesn't matter. So Biden's inflation is a complete disaster. It's getting worse. Food shortages, supply chain issues, soaring fuel prices. So I'm back in the Sunshine State, having left for two weeks. And uh, the price when I got here four weeks ago for a gallon of gasoline, regular, was $4.19. And the price that I saw at the same gas station was $4.79. But the media told us it's very cool because it's down like six cents for the week, Mr. Producer. So you see how they dumb you down and they get, try to make you get used to a price? Wow. Wow. It went up 60 cents, but it went down seven. Wow. That's cool. Don't worry, America. The Democrats, the Rhino Republicans, the puppets in the media, they're coming to your rescue. How? By prioritizing the January 6th committee. By trying to inflame hate and violence against the Supreme Court and particularly five justices. That's what they're doing. These clowns have zero interest in this country. Dealing with the real problems. They're only interested in their own power, tension grabbing, self-aggrandizement, and their own narcissism and ideology. The hearing comes after Congress left Washington for two... Do you know there's still members of Congress who haven't shown up? They're still voting by proxy? Are you aware of this? Some Democrats still haven't come back to Congress in like two years, Mr. Producer? Or they come back and then they leave for a long stretch of time? And Pelosi's the one who, uh, who allows this. So January 6th panel says it's calling a surprise hearing. Recently obtained evidence. What, did they interview Pelosi? The U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., are you going to get her iPhones, her computers? Are you going to do any of that, boys and girls? Not in the least. This is an investigation of Trump, the people around Trump, including his lawyers. It's an investigation of the Republican Party, Republican members of Congress, we have never seen anything like this in American history. They're at war with the Supreme Court. It's unbelievable what the Democrat Party and their hacks are doing. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? 
That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back, America. You know, I wouldn't normally do this, but we had on here Representative Lauren Boebert who my wife and I met before she ever got elected to Congress. She's a mother of, I think, four or five boys. She's been married for some time to the same person. She and her husband were small business people, and she decided to run. And won in a Republican primary against an incumbent, and then got elected to the House. And since then, they've been trying to smear her. And you heard her. She's very smart. Then there's a political action committee out there that accused her of having abortions, that accused her of being a call lady, and just tried to destroy her, and she had to go back and explain to her boys that it was all a lie. And Democrats are storming into the Republican primary to try and remove her as the Republican nominee. I'm sure they won't be investigated. Brianna Keeler, to my surprise, a host at CNN, had Daniel Dale on, CNN's senior reporter. And Dan, I, I'm surprised by all this. Daniel Dale, Brianna Keeler, and Mediate gave this some attention. Again, I wouldn't normally play this. Other things, I'm running out of time, but I think when you destroy somebody or try to destroy them so thoroughly, and you're such a bunch of lying scum, and yet this comes out of CNN, it ought to be played. Cut 19, go. Just blatant falsehoods from a Democratic super PAC involving Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert of Colorado and her past. Joining us now is CNN senior reporter and fact checker Daniel Dale. Uh, these really took the Internet by fire. A lot of them completely untrue, but not before they were amplified online, Daniel. Yeah, so I, I looked into them, Brianna. I found a bunch of false claims from the super PAC, at least five of them. And the co-founder of the PAC, David Wheeler, acknowledged to me last week that all five of these were indeed inaccurate. Now, Mr. Wheeler also says, Brianna, that the PAC still stands by what he calls the main points 
of the allegations, all of which Boebert vehemently denies that she used to work as an escort, had a profile on a so-called sugar daddy website, that she had two abortions. But so far, the PAC has not provided corroborating evidence to prove those so-called main points. And Mr. Wheeler acknowledges, again, that they've gotten a bunch of other things wrong. Here's one example. The PAC published a photo of a woman posing on a bed in a tight dress. One of their anonymous sources claimed that she had gotten this photo from the page the Super PAC claims Bobert had on sugardaddymeat.com. Well, the photo is not actually of Lauren Bobert. It is a photo of a different woman. How do I know? Well, it was on that woman's old profile on a modeling website. The woman told me directly last week that it was her. And then after Mr. Wheeler suggested to me that maybe this woman was, quote, lying, the woman went and found me more evidence, including an old hard copy of the bed photo and another photo of herself in that same distinctive dress. Eventually on Thursday, Mr. Wheeler conceded it was not Bobert in the shot. He said his source got this wrong. He said he is not sure how she got it wrong. Here's a second example, Brianna. The Super PAC also published a statement on its website saying a different anonymous source told them she had driven Bobert to get an abortion in the, quote, fall of 2004. Well, not only does Bobert deny ever having had an abortion, she gave birth to a son in March 2005. So fall 2004 seemed like a pretty implausible timeline. And when I pointed out her son's uh, birth date, Mr. Wheeler quickly backtracked. He said the 2004 claim was a, quote, typo by our social media guy even though it was on their website, and he quickly changed the page to say fall of 2005. And it goes on, folks. And it goes on. Do you know how much coverage this received by Chuck Todd? None. Do you know how much coverage this received by Deface the Nation? None. Do you know how much coverage this received by this week? None. Do you know how much coverage this received by the main media, the networks, New York Times, Washington Post? None. Now, Lauren Boebert is a woman. She's an independent woman. She came from nothing. Her husband came from nothing. They build up everything they have, including their family. And she decides to come to Washington. She supports the Bill of Rights, including the First and Second Amendments. She supports a smaller government. She supports securing the border. She opposes abortion. She supports prayer. Fairly mainstream American, wouldn't you say? But they have to destroy her. And this is what this PAC does, this political action committee. And frankly, other than CNN, I don't know of anybody else who's looked into this and actually done a report on it. Shockingly. Shockingly. It's terrible. Then we have a South Carolina state representative and a Senate candidate trying to defeat Tim Scott, Crystal Matthews. Now, Crystal Matthews is on a phone with an inmate from Perry Correctional Institution in February. And she's conspiring. And here's what she's saying. This is a Senate candidate, a Democrat. Cut 20, go. We need some secret sleepers. Like, we need, we need them to run as the other side, even though they're for our side. 
and we need right, them to win. Right. We need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. And this is the only way you're going to change the, the dynamics in South Carolina. We can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal, <laughs> for me, I feel like, y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc, havoc for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some yeah. from the inside out. We gotta take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. We need a group of sleepers. Sleeper cells. And there's more. Cut 21, go. And I still gotta struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the f*** is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the f*** dope? Where the duffel bag boys? Get you, find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these black men. So, I don't black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now, can I talk intelligently? Can I... I could be, listen, I can move in all kinds of circles, but I'm a heart. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. She's an I'm N-word at heart, she says. Go ahead. Ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. You know, I, I, know, how to, I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, got to right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they, when they sleeping. We ain't got to mm-hmm. make a bunch of noise about it. We ain't got to... We ain't got to go live about it. Just don't say shit. Just like when somebody drop money and you pick it up. You pick that shit up and keep walking. That is a candidate for the United States Senate in the Democrat Party. Her name is Crystal Matthews. And she's even advising or saying that people ought to give money illegally. Um, this is from our friends Hat Tip Project Veritas, which... The Biden administration has been trying to shut down. Which the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney's Office has been trying to destroy. Now you know why, but you always knew why. Because Project Veritas is sort of an old-time 60 Minutes operation. Problem is, problem is, they expose somebody like this and the Democrats cannot have that. It is amazing to me, on such a truncated period of time, the Democrats have succeeded. Succeeded in devouring the FBI, U.S. Attorney's Offices, the Department of Justice, the Marshals, ATF, to advance the cause of the Democrat Party. It is appalling to me. Never confuse local law enforcement with what's going on in Washington, D.C. Never confuse the two. Because what's going on in Washington, D.C. is really quite treacherous and grave. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, I'm embarrassed to say Rick Santorum is an old, old friend of mine, and I haven't been able to keep up with him because I'm running from state to state doing a thousand things. But that's no excuse, Rick. How are you, my old friend? I'm doing great. And I just I am so excited to be on your show tonight because it gives me the opportunity 
to congratulate you and thank you because you and Ed Meese and so many of the Reaganites, lawyers, conservative lawyers, you know, you know, set up a, uh, a template for other conservatives to understand what you know originalism was and what conservative values were and how they applied to the law and you know the seeds you planted 30 40 years ago mark have come to fruition here in the last week three great decisions second amendment pro life religious liberty and i you know you're not you deserve a lot of credit for that at least no. deserves let me so many who who in the vineyards out there for years worked on this to train lawyers to think the right way about the Constitution. So God bless you and thank you. Well, aren't you kind? And by well, the it's way, true. it's true. You it's should, not kind. You it's should, true. Well, you should pat yourself on the back. This is one of the issues you fought like hell over and wrote about, and you explained this very, very eloquently. You won two important elections in Pennsylvania, which wasn't easy to do. No. And, well, uh, and you're still in the vineyards fighting like hell, aren't you? What are you fighting on now? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, you, this is an issue that you brought to me, and yeah. I was I was a skeptic. I'll be very honest with you. I was a skeptic, and you uh, you I won't you you sort of beat me up one side of the head and down the other, oh, and geez. I eventually uh, eventually came to to the understanding that you were not only right, but in recent years I have I have be you know I'm sort of like a reform smoker. Um, I, I am I am a zealot on this issue of convention of states. Yes. And I've sort of joined joined forces with Mark uh, Meckler at Convention of States, and and so Wonderful. this year alone, I've been to twelve state capitals, traveling wow. the country, and and trying to get this issue because our our republic is in danger. I'd love what happened with with the overturning of Roe and return to federalism, but if we're we're going to be successful, we need to return to federalism, not just on the life issue, but on every issue. If we're going to survive as a country. We can't have California, tell, you know, imposing their laws on everybody through through some progressives in Washington and vice versa. You know, it's it, we, you know, the, the California is not going to stand for us trying to impose our values on them. And and the key that our founders understood was federalism. And the only way to do that is to take power out of Washington and get it back to the states. And that's what the Convention of States is all about. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a vote coming up, no? In Pennsylvania, and you know, Mark, and I, I, I need your help on this one. And and yeah. I reached out to you for a reason. There's a group in Pennsylvania, well-meaning people, uh, who are a gun rights group, who are out there. Now they're a pain in the ass, and I, I've been fighting these fools now for years. I know. Well, Go ahead. And, and but they, you know, we have a bunch of really strong pro-Second Amendment senators who are just, you know, who are who are, you know, sweating. Because they don't want to offend the gun people, because they're really strong. Not all, all the gun areas. people. So not what all ta- the gun people. What do you tell them? Tell, tell me Rick, what you tell them. Rick, Rick, not all the gun people, just this one group, right? What is I this know. group called? It's called FOAC. That's the name of the group. FOLAC? What is yeah. that, a rash? Firearm something. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what it stands for, but it, okay. that's the name of the group. Uh, it's an what activist. do I tell the group? What would you tell these senators? Because we got five or six senators who are right there, and we, and we need a couple of them to go. They're all Republicans. They're all from rural districts, and they're just worried about the gun folks. Well, there's nothing to worry about this little group. The fact of the matter is, I'm a gun guy, too, and so are you, and so yep. is Meckler, and so is almost everyone involved in Convention of States. 
that this is a, a sort of a, a, a well, an outlier group. It's going to be a runaway convention, and they're going to take away the Second Amendment. Well, how can... All right, let's talk about this let's for about all it. America. Yeah. You need 34 states to vote for this process. Correct. You need 38 state legislatures or conventions to ratify an amendment. How can there be a runaway anything? The opposite's the problem, getting us through this process. You only have a runaway convention, quote-unquote, if 38 states go along. So it takes what? It takes 13 states to stop them. We have 13 states if there's a, quote-unquote, runaway convention. Here's the bigger problem. We already have a runaway convention. It's called Congress. It's called the executive branch. It's called Joe Biden. There's... They're using executive orders. They're using regulations. They're using all kinds of stuff. We have a runaway. When's the last time we actually amended the Constitution? They're talking about now America and Rick Santorum using federal lands for abortion clinics. I mean, these are sick people and they will do whatever they have to do. And we're moving strongly despite these opinions culturally and otherwise economically towards a, a an aggressive Marxist state. I really, truly believe this. I agree. And so what we need to do is embrace what our founding fathers did, what our framers did. They put two forms of amending the Constitution in the Constitution for a reason, for exactly the reason we're facing. It was Mason who got up and said, two, three days before the end of the convention, he gets up and he says, we're going to leave it to Congress? to decide if we can amend the Constitution? What if Congress turns tyrannical? Then we're going to have a war. It's going to take violence. That's what he said. He was prescient. And so what you and I and and really several million others are proposing here, Mark Meckler and so forth, is that we use the Constitution to save the Constitution. And so it is preposterous. We, We used to have Eagle Forum that would fight it. This group fights it. The John Birch Society fought. Who cares? The fact of the matter is, we already have a constitutional convention. They're meeting every damn day in Washington, D.C. We have no say whatsoever in what's taking place. None. They pass bills without our participation. You know this. They don't have regular order. We don't know who's doing what. They announce that they have a bipartisan deal. What we need is our constitution back. It's impossible to have a runaway convention. It's impossible when you need 38 states to ratify. So that is a fear-mongering no-brainer. Does that help? I, I, no, I agree, and, I, I, and thank you for that. It's, it's great to hear that. And let me just tell your listeners, there's two states right now where the bill is on the calendar waiting for votes, and, and we're very, very close in both those states. One is the Senate in Pennsylvania, which I just spoke about, and so I would ask for, for your listeners to call their state senators and ask them to support the Convention of States, the resolution for Convention of States. And the other is in North Carolina. And here's the North Carolina one's even, even more exciting because the House has already passed it. And so North Carolina, and we have been told, senators have come forward and said that there's enough to pass it, but the leadership won't bring it up. So All right, let's hold on, Rick. I want to carry over because we're going to start naming some names and get into specifics. We need the whole nation to help. So don't hang up. We'll be right back. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. This is the Ministry of Truth. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So we're back with uh, the great Rick Santorum. I don't want to be generic because we'll never get this done. So Rick Santorum, if people want to know which Republican state senators in Pennsylvania to contact, where do they go to find their names? Um, well, I mean, I can tell you their names here on the on the show. Yeah. I mean, and these are folks again. These are good Republicans. They're good. So, don't, in other folks. words, you're saying don't call them and abuse them. Just don't encourage them, them to look, do they, it. They, they're getting a lot. They're getting. A, they're hearing a lot from the Second Amendment crew. And and you know, look that <laughs> that's a, wait a minute. That's a, I'm the Second Amendment crew. I know. I know. So they need. So if you're a Second Amendment person, you need to call these guys and say, look. I'm a Second Amendment person, and I disagree with these with these other Second Amendment people. This whoever is, these guys are, whoever these guys are, because again, these aren't these are good Republicans, are good people. They're just you know listening to their constituents, so they just need to hear from others. That's that's so. Who are these senators? So it's it's uh, Senator Yaw. Uh, he's from up in no- northeast. How do you spell that? Y A W. Okay, he's from where? He's from up in uh, Williamsport area. All right, I know all these places, so go ahead. Next one. Okay. Uh, it's Senator Gordoner, who's right next door. He's from the Bloomsburg area. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Senator Robinson is from Allegheny County. He's from the Pittsburgh area, but he's a suburban Pittsburgh, so more All right. And uh, Senator Brooks, and she's from the, uh, again, western Pennsylvania, sort of Mercer County, which is uh, Meadville, that area. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Senator Vogel, and he's from Beaver County, so that's that's sort of the Beaver Beaver Falls mm-hmm. that area. Wow, I know all these areas that they're all they're very all patriotic, good, all good conservative areas. Yes, and these yep. are good conservative uh, members. They just, you know, they're just again. I it's it's hard for me to be critical of them because you know they're saying, well, we're listening to my constituents. I'm concerned about my constituents, so they just need to hear from maybe the other side. Yeah, because most of their constituents they're not hearing from. Exactly. They're hearing from this little band of uh, of They're misguided from a very individuals. Very vocal band of of folks who, as you pointed out, are just unfortunately wrong on this issue, but they're very very vocal. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, let's uh, let's do what we can. Pennsylvania. Now, can I mention one other North Carolina? Different We're story. Do that. Very yeah. important. In this case, 
you know, we have 26 votes we think we have, which is enough to pass it in North Carolina. Again, the North Carolina House has already passed it. In the Senate, uh, we have, uh, you know, the, the leader there who's not willing to bring it up for a vote. And so they need to get a hold of uh, Senators Rabin and Berg and and uh, and uh, Berger. There you go. Sorry about that. Lost it for a second. Mm-hmm. So Senators Berger and Rabin are the two guys that uh, need to hear. You know, anybody in North Carolina, they're in leadership. So you can call them. We have great leaders in Pennsylvania. Senator Ward, Senator Corman are doing a great job. They're willing to go. They're they're ready to run it. But but uh, not so in uh, in North Carolina. You know, we had that same problem in Arizona, quite frankly, with Andy Biggs, believe it or not, until he got elected to the House of Representatives, and then when he left, we finally got it through. Ah, yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, Andy's a good guy, but he was wrong on this one. That's unfortunate. And many of them are, because they don't take the time to study it. They think they're going to... I mean, I'll take... uh, That's me, Mark. I mean, until you sort of, like I said, beat me over the head with it, you know, I I listened to Phyllis Schlafly and many, and a few others who were, you know, had concerns about it. And so I just sort of shut off, shut out thinking about it and, and said, well, you know, it's too risky. But the risk, as you pointed out, is not doing something. I think if there's any, I mean, I, I think our founders would be upset about a lot of things. I think they might be most upset with the state legislature who has the power to do something to curb the craziness in Washington, and they've been too cowardly to do it. Honest to God, there's no other way. In Washington, you were there. I've been there. We're playing defense all the time. We win a Washington few, and then we celebrate. Fix itself. Let me assure no. you of that. No, they're not going to fix what they broke. Exactly. You're exactly right. And by the way, no offense, you don't need to join in. The Republican establishment's never going to fix what's going on here either. So absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, they they all are very comfortable with the power they have. And they don't mind getting more of it because it gives them the ability to do what they think is best. And uh, it shouldn't be coming out of Washington. It should be coming out of our families, our communities, and if we have to, our states. This is exactly what the framers intended, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a constitutional way. It's a lawful way. We're not running around in the streets trying to overthrow the government. It's in the no. Constitution. That's, <laughs> That's right. the thing. People say, oh, you're, you're messing with the Constitution. No, we're following the Constitution. This exactly. is exactly what the, what the founders, why they put it in the Constitution is to give someone at the local level, at the state level, the power to check Washington. The Constitution was all about checks and balances, and this was the biggest check, and we haven't used it. No, and you know, the funny thing, Rick, as I was always opposed to it until I started studying it and then wrote yep. a damn book on it. And it yep. turns out that simultaneous with that, we hadn't even talked to each other. Meckler had turned to and started his organization. They just yep. sort of happened at the same time. Did he ever tell you that? Uh, he did. And, and you know, uh, you were the first one to beat me over the head and he was the second. So both yeah. of you guys have have uh, it took it took uh, it took both of you to uh, to get me in the disciples camp. But and, and again, it was just a matter of reading it and and just, uh, you know, listening, looking at all of the facts, people, you know, the problem is a lot of legislators, they just don't have time to, mm-hmm. you know, to dig through it. And, and so they, you know, logically, they listen to their constituents and try to try to parse together what they believe is the truth. Um, that's why I think it's so important that, uh, that their, uh, the, you know, constituents call these senators and let them know. All right. And folks, if you didn't hear all the names, we have the rewind that's up on MarkLevinShow.com immediately after the program. You can go right to this segment, the uh, last half hour of the program. Rick Santorum, 
you know what? We got to get together, and you have to come on more often. All you do is call me, my friend. You you call, I go. Yeah, you're terrific. God bless All to right. you and your family, God bless buddy. You. All right. All right. Take care. And shame on me. Honestly, Mr. Producer, I am trying to get on the call screen and uh, wait a minute. There it is. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, hell. Email, password. I got to do all that. So we had a guy come in to help us with (laughs) computer. I'm going to throw this damn thing in the Atlantic Ocean, Mr. Producer. To whom shall I speak? You tell me. XM Satellite Dave in Lexington, South Carolina. Dave, go right ahead, please. Mark, huge yeah. fan. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Thank first you. of all, don't throw don't throw your laptop in the Atlantic Ocean. You might hit a migrant boat and get prosecuted for whipping uh, or hurting the migrants. <laughs> or worse, um, I might hit an endangered species. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. Observation and yeah. an observation question, and I, I would I really would like your your opinion on this. One yes, of which yes. is controversial. So. The first observation, I truly believe that the Democrats and the leftists wanted Roe to be overturned, okay, like at the top of the echelon. And because they know that would sow discord, they know there would be anger, and they could could capitalize on that. So are they really outraged? No. Well, well, let me just say this. There's no way they can control those five justices and get them to do what they want. But to answer your question, I'll meet you halfway. The reason the first draft was leaked was to create organized anger and even violence for people to rise up against this decision. So whomever did this, what they did was a betrayal, not just of the Supreme Court as an institution, but of the nation. But this person will be heralded by the Democrat Party and the media, and they will be forever in in history books as some kind of a civil rights person even though the civil right is the right to kill a baby. I mean, it's, it's sickening, the whole thing, when you really think about it. That's number one. Number two, in terms of the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party is tied inextricably now to infanticide. They always like to say, well, you, liberal, you conservatives and you Republicans, you don't want to help the babies after the born, which, of course, is a lie, but now we can explain. They want to brainwash with critical race theory and sexuality and on and on and on. They do not care about kids. They care about the teachers unions. They care about the abortion industry and Planned Parenthood. They care about getting their base all fired up, as you point out. So I'll meet you halfway. Yeah, but I think it's bigger. And, 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 and part of me, I respect what you said. I just think it's bigger than that. I think it's the objective is this deconstruction of the, the, the fabric of society. No, no, I agree with that. But as for wedding, organizing the decision, that's an impossibility. Not organizing. I apologize. Not organizing, but hoping for. So meaning that this is the outcome. And here's where it doesn't I'm matter. Going. Hoping for or not, they are definitely exploiting it. Right. So the same way Uvalde robbed Hill, uh, the elementary school, absolute tragedy. But the first thing they do is come out about gun control. If someone stopped that shooter prior to going into the school, he would have been a vigilante. It's they look for outcomes to galvanize anger and bait. We don't have any books left, do we, Rich? 
Let's send this gentleman a copy of American Marxism. Can we do that? Do I have a signed one left? Let's, let's send him a signed one. That's kind of what the whole book is about, I would argue. But you're putting a nice fine point on it, too. So I appreciate that, my friend. Thank you for calling. Who else? Oh, wait a minute. I got to take a break. Then we'll take a few more calls. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I'm told I'm not allowed to take a vacation, Mr. Producer. Did you hear that one? No, I'm not allowed to leave ever. Because it hurts ratings, I was told. You can't ever leave. Everyone else takes a No, no, no. Mark cannot go. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yes. It's the truth. Grand Junction, which is one of the towns represented by Lauren Boebert, our friend, the representative. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm well today, Mark, and I got to say that it is the highlight of my life to be talking to the great one, finally. Of your life? And, uh, Come on, man. That's very kind of you. <laughs> it's a boring life, my friend. Uh, so, right. <laughs> but I, I did want to, before I <laughs> talk about Congressman Bober, I did want to mention how grateful I am for you writing your book, American Marxism. Um, I bought three copies day one, wow. gave one to my 21-year-old son, one to my 19-year-old daughter, and you've reached them in a way that I've been unable to. So thank you very well, thank much you. for that. that. That really does warm the cockles of my heart. And I don't even know what a cockle is, but I want to thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome, sir. Um, as far as uh, Congresswoman... By Bowers, the way, may I, may I make this... I'll make this point. It's coming out in Spanish. Don't you think that's a good idea to get to our Hispanic friends? I think it's a fantastic idea, and, and I'd love to see it published like the Bible in every language known to man so that everybody can learn from the great wisdom. Well, that ain't happened, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, so, so one thing, and I, I, didn't, I didn't catch you if you mentioned it, but Congresswoman Boebert is really the poster child for, for welfare. She grew up on, on welfare with her mom and turned that, that little head start that she got into what she is now. I would think that these uh, liberals would be championing the fact that she was able to rise above her very, very meager roots. And you would think, and, but that's why they hate her guts. That's why they hate Clarence Thomas. Same thing. That's why they hate people who've used the American system to become successes. We used to celebrate successful people, not because they made money off government or anything like that, but because they did what Bobert has done, what Thomas has done, what millions of Americans have done. But they look down on you and they trash you. And and I can tell you here in Western Colorado, we couldn't be more proud of more proud of Bobert. Um, she she stood up as a constitutional representative. Um, her very first day in office. She issued the, the bill that we've all been wanting to see. She called for an impeachment of both Biden and Harris, as well as calling down Pelosi from her stance, because none of them are upholding their oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That's an oath of service I took, and I took it very seriously. I'm still held honor bound by that oath. It does not expire. And You sound like a great guy, Andrew. I want to thank you very much. And I don't know why I started this, Mr. Producer. We have another book. 
We're going to send you a signed copy of American Marxism, too, even though it's been out for about a year. Uh, I'm not going to start doing that often, but I want to make sure Andrew got. Thank you, my friend. What would you say, Rich? I have 40 seconds and the show is over? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I've got to add an hour to this show. They're begging me all over the country to add an hour. They're begging me in New York. They're begging me in Philadelphia. Aren't they? But I can do it regardless, you know. And if you enjoy the show, we play it again on our podcast. Don't miss out on our podcast. You can you can go get it at MarkLevinShow.com, and we have the steps for you to take to take the show with you wherever you go. MarkLevinShow.com, it's right there. We salute all you heroes out there. Thank you so much, all you patriots, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless. 